0: Good morning, Denver, and welcome to the Mile High Mortgage and Real Estate Report, brought to you by Castle & Cook Mortgage, providing nationwide, world-class customer service right here in the Mile High City. I'm Joe Massey, along with my co-host, Catherine Gutierrez, and we're here providing more than 20 years' combined experience in mortgage lending. We are here to share inside knowledge and experience of the home buying and refinance process, and we have a terrific guest in the studio this morning, Dave Easton, with Your Castle Real Estate as part of the Elevation Group. Catherine, good morning. It's great to see you. How are you today? Yeah,
1: doing really good. Saturdays are always fun in the studio.
0: Absolutely. So glad you're here today. Do me a favor, tell our listeners a little bit about what we've got on tap for the show today.
1: Yeah, we're going to be discussing um, Dave Easton and his tips and tricks on how to get top dollar for your your property. So you're, you're selling a home and of course you want top dollar. Dave's going to discuss with us his 12 years of ex- of experience in real estate and kind of how he works with his sellers to make sure they get the most out of their home when they're selling it. And of course, I have an open house for the weekend I'm going to discuss at the end of the show and then a free event is going on in Colorado this weekend. You're listening to the Mile High Mortgage and Real Estate Report on AM 1690 KDMT. Brought to you by Castle & Cook Mortgage. For any questions, give us a call, 303 809-7769.
0: Outstanding. Again, we've got here in the studio this morning, Dave Easton with Your Castle Real Estate as part of the Elevation Group. If you have questions about buying a home, purchasing a property, selling a property, whatever might make sense for you and your real estate goals, you can reach Dave at 303-579-3566. And as a reminder, Castle & Cook Mortgage and Your Castle Real Estate are not affiliated entities. Listeners are not required to use either participant to work with the other. Dave, good morning. I'm so happy you're here in the studio with us. Good morning, Joe. How you doing? Doing great, Great, man. Good. So yeah. tell us a little bit about your background and your real estate experience. Just give us kind of a high-level overview. How'd you get started?
2: I grew up in it. My yeah. mom uh, in Castle Rock was a realtor. has been a realtor for 40 plus years. Okay. My dad was a contractor. Um, also, I was adopted at birth, which is weird. Okay, not, That's not weird, you know, <laughs> being adopted at birth. But my birth mother is also a realtor, so oh. apparently it was it's supposed in your to blood. be- I guess, yeah, no in kidding. nature and nurture. So. Wow, very nice. So yeah, uh, I used to fly for a living. And then um, I ended up switching careers and coming to real estate after aviation kind of took a strange turn with uh, a diagnosis of type one diabetes. So the FAA has a protocol against that. And, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Oh. So in in hindsight, I actually, it's awesome. It's way better. Yeah. You like my this personality better? better. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Nice.
0: Yep, That's terrific. Sure. And now you work and help people buy homes and sell homes or you just do one or the other? How does that work?
2: I do both. Yeah. You do both? Yeah. I do both. I also do investing on my own and- I help investors find investments and, and kind of crunch numbers on whether or not those investments are, are going to be a good move for them to make and um, hook them up with good lenders like yourself nice. and you know, so on and so forth. So,
1: Thanks. Yeah. And then yeah. do you yeah. work in like a particular area in Colorado or all over? I kind of I kind of see you all over, but. You
2: yeah. Know. Um, you know, I, I'm from Castle Rock. So I know Douglas County and Elbert County well. I know like the kind of the whole ins and outs of the the farmland or the you know the five acre plots that are out off of highway 105 and mm-hmm. so what uh, and, and <clears throat> excuse me um and uh, and then I also you know I work um in mostly south Denver I would say cool. I don't I mean I, I also venture over into the highlands and because everybody's cool and wants to live over there right yeah now. so yeah yeah
0: but not a ton of stuff north of I-70 do you have other team members that support some of those northern areas
2: I do. Yeah, yep. yeah, Ryan McDaniel, um great he guy. actually lives, yeah, he's a great guy. He uh he lives up uh in the Lowry area. Oh, cool. And so he tends to take care of that northern kind of region. I know it, but I just don't venture up there as much. It's just traffic these days is crazy, so Oh yeah, no matter yeah. where, it's where you of, go. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's horrible. So you kind of focus on on an area and and stick to it and I find that uh I can serve people better and I get a better idea of what um kind of what the market demands in those neighborhoods if you stay focused on you know, a smaller area.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, we use Mm -hmm. that term sometimes. I'm sure you've heard this from Bruce Gardner, really having that hyper local strategy that, you know, I'm going to understand this sub market that I'm in right here, my neighborhood, and maybe the five or eight or 10 neighborhoods around it and really becoming an expert on that can be a great niche. Would you agree with that? For sure. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's, you know, you never want to, I mean, in this business, it's a relationship business. So you end up, I think like any business, you know, yeah. most businesses yeah. are, we'll go, should, we'll go wherever the client goes. Yeah. People want solid, um, solid relations with the people they're working with. And I think it's a, it's a human based business. So, yeah. um, you know, um, in the end, uh, most of my clients come to me through referrals. Okay. And so often I end up, uh, you know, working in other areas that I don't, you know, Focus on 100%, but you know, as far as generating business, but so it gets you all over the place. But yeah, I try to focus on University Park, okay, uh, University Hills, uh, Hutchinson Hills, which is like over like Yale and Monaco area, uh-huh. yeah, kind of by Bible Park, yep. actually near nice. our office. So that's right yep. where the office is at, yep. yeah, that's true. Um, you know, sure. Slow High, all those places, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs>
0: Now let's talk a little bit about our number one topic here, how to get top dollar for your home. So I'm a seller. I'm thinking about selling my property. Um, Very first thing, you're gonna speak with me, you're gonna interview me, you're gonna make sure we're a good fit, but then how are you gonna start getting me prepared to sell my property?
2: Well, I talk a lot about just the the concepts around the psychology about buying, Mm -hmm. you know? I think putting yourself into a buyer's shoes Um, and they're going to be spending, you know, half a million dollars on average here in Denver anymore, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. It's a lot of money. That's that's a lot of money. It's a big deal, right? And it's going to be their house. It's gonna be their home. It's gonna be where they, you know, so it's very emotional and it's very psychological. Mm So, so I tried to explain that to the sellers that, you know, for every thing you're trying to sell, there's a price for that. There's a value for it. Mm -hmm. Right. And the way we can maximize that is by, um, the way we present it to the public, mm-hmm. you know, having it ready to go the day that we put it on the market and not, you know, putting it up and later putting on some photos and later doing some staging and later maybe, you know, cleaning up the bathroom or, you know, not leaving your, your toothpaste out on the, on the countertop while people are doing showings. And, you know, there's, there's so there's simple things, but then there's also, um, there's, a, there's a transition right now, I think in our market where we're seeing a lot of like maybe more flattening of appreciation. so. Okay. Uh, we've seen, I don't know the exact numbers, but somewhere around twenty five percent more listings mm-hmm. um, are on the market right now than before. Yeah, rates are low, so we still have a lot of buyers that are buying. But I think wages have not increased at the same rate that properties appreciated, and so we're kind of seeing a flattening. And I think that's a good thing because mm-hmm. we've seen some pretty crazy appreciation in Denver. The people who got in earlier were very lucky, and the people who can get in now, I think, are still very lucky because yeah, um, it's I think it's just going to keep going. Denver's a a pretty sweet spot to live. Yeah. So,
0: so, so um, one of the things I hear is if I'm a seller, you're preparing me to make sure the house looks good, but it sounds like you're preparing me that, Hey, you know what? I know that homes sold in 15 minutes last year, but now there's been a 25% increase in inventory, which if I'm selling means a 25% increase in my competition, mm-hmm. you want to make sure that I'm really comfortable with that. And how is that going to impact my strategy? Does that mean it's going to take longer? Does that mean I'm going to get a lower price? What does that mean?
2: It can mean both. Yeah, it can mean both. You know, um, I think buyers have gotten smarter and smarter uh, about what they're paying for, Uh and a lot of sellers still hear—well, maybe not anymore—but over the last year, that things have changed. But um, people still, I think, have the opinion that that they can get top dollar and not do anything. Yep. Um, And that's just not the case. And I, I really don't even know if it's been the case ever, to be honest with you. I think presentation's always been extremely important with respect to real estate. Um, But, you know, when you have six people who are writing offers as a listing agent, you know, you can drive that price up, which Mm -hmm. is what everybody hoped to do. Mm -hmm. And the way that you do that, and sometimes it happens now with the market, but you have to have the most buttoned up property and it has to be priced, you know, at or below market value to get that energy. Yeah. Um, but I might be rambling on a different topic. No, here. I think I don't that was know, such no, a yeah. point. No, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that was such a yeah. good point. Yeah. That
0: it's got to be priced at or below market. Catherine, we see this a lot where mm-hmm. somebody has a home at you know market value is five hundred and they list it for five twenty five and they always say the same thing. I want to test the market yeah. and mm-hmm. then I'm just I'll decrease it later if I don't get offers. What do you see happen with that, Catherine?
1: Yeah. Within the week, maybe two weeks, it goes down. Like I mean, there was like kind of no point. But if they want to test the market you you work for them, so it's like okay, let's try. But I'm mm-hmm. gonna tell you,
2: well, and the test go down. the test is also the comparative market analysis. Yeah, I mean, if you hire yeah. somebody to come into your home, assess it, discuss the market with you, discuss the things that you can do to improve the look of the home and, and make a psychological impact the second buyers walk in, um, and then you push the market right, or you try to test the market with a higher price, even if you do all that. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't tend to go well. Yeah. And then you decrease the price. And if you guess and you don't decrease it enough, then you sit longer. And then the perception of value starts to decrease. You Absolutely.
1: Know. It's like um, how come it's been sitting here for right. a month now? It's like yeah. it kind of something turns must negative. be wrong with yeah. it. Something's
2: wrong with it and there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. It's just overpriced. You wanted you know? to test the market. Yeah. 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 Market value is key. Yeah. We talk about that a that. lot on the show
0: is you've got to understand the price of your home and people think, oh my gosh, it's my home's the biggest, it's the best. Mm-hmm. That might all be true, but it's very difficult to underprice a home, right? If you if you list the home $15,000 under what it should be, it's going to get bid up, right? Just like you said, we're going to have it priced below right. or at market value. If I price it above the market mm-hmm. value, it's not going to get any showings and yep. then
2: everyone's just mad. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Some of the things that you can do, um, you know, I think a lot of sellers think, oh, well, I'm not going to, you know, if I didn't knock down that wall and redo my entire kitchen when I was living here, why would I do it for, for a seller, for a buyer? And, and that's not something that I suggest when I walk into a home, but often people will have, you know, the old school accent wall of some crazy paint color. They'll have you know, plants everywhere, which nothing wrong with plants, you know, but (laughs) they'll have all kinds of stuff all over the place and people live how they live. And so when I walk into a home and I talk about, Hey, we need to move all this. You need to get this home depersonalized. We need to go with maybe more of a, of a neutral paint color, like a, I call it grayish, you know, like gray beige. It's a very common, uh,
1: neutral, neutral color.
2: And a lot of people right now kind of throw a splash of color with like accessories as opposed like pillows to pillows and stuff. Like mm-hmm. pill- yeah. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Paintings are, yeah, that's what stagers will do. They'll use, you know, you'll go with a grayish beige wall with white trim, white cabinets with stainless steel appliances and, you know hardwood floors if you don't have hardwood floors and you need new flooring you know another option is vinyl plank flooring yeah or luxury really vinyl nice. tile they call it yeah LBT. it's a great way to get mm-hmm. uh get yeah. higher and price. that's a little bit more expensive than carpet but often you have to replace your carpet because nobody wants to buy your old carpet right period right that's so true it's yeah. kind of used carpet off the street yeah no. nobody and wants to like buy lay it the on house? the ground with their dog you know or whatever yeah. on somebody's old carpet yeah, so, yeah. that's exactly right yeah.
0: Dave, if somebody wants to get in touch with you, learn about listing their home, going through this information on how it would impact their individual sale, what's the best phone number we could reach you at?
2: Uh, You can reach me at 303-579-3566.
1: You're listening to the Mile High Mortgage and Real Estate Report on AM 1690 KDMT, brought to you by Castle & Cook Mortgage. For any questions about purchasing in Colorado, give us a call 303-809-7769.
0: Now, Dave, you brought up something that I think is really important, but I want your opinion on it. You mentioned staging. Um, if I want to get top dollar for my home, again, back to my original example, I'm selling my home. Can I just leave my furniture and leave my stuff everywhere, or do you really recommend uh, a professional stager?
2: It's pretty rare that people have the right furniture. Yeah. Sometimes it's too big for the space. Sometimes it's too small. Sometimes it's really ugly. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I think you're you know. That's fair. Um, but it happens it happens that people have the right furniture and they just live that way where where the house flows well when somebody walks in but the idea mm-hmm. is to sell it the second somebody walks in the door right and and don't lose that opinion of the house you know they they walk in they they open actually you know what with today with the internet, you sell it on the on the on the little iPhone. Yeah, there's little first teeny showing pictures. Comes when people yeah. open it up on their little iPhone, they see this little teeny picture yeah. and they start swiping through it because their realtor set up a search for mm-hmm. them and that search came through with this new listing. Yeah. And they're looking and they're like, Man, I gotta see this. So they call their realtor their realtor calls them, say, Hey, we need to go see one two three Elm Street or one of my listings yeah. right now, seven oh one East Bates Avenue. Hey. Yeah, That's right. a great one. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, and then they they go from that point. But I would say staging People always ask, "Is staging worth it? Is it worth the money?" And I absolutely, one hundred percent, believe that it is. I agree. Period. Yeah. But you can't really do a case study on it because you can't sell the same house unstaged and staged at the exact same time to see if you get more money, right? Right. right. So the the question is, look at the what I typically will do is I'll look at homes. If somebody has a question, I'll pull up homes that have sold within ten days. Mm-hmm. You know, just I'll look at the same three bedroom, two bath home. In a, in a similar area that is sold in 10 days. And then I'll look at ones that have sold in 120 days, right? And almost always, you'll have the majority of the ones that sold quickly were staged or were very nicely done. Yeah. Yep. And the other ones are bad photos. You know, the the realtor took pictures with their iPhone. You
1: see them in the Horrible mirror.
2: representation of the yep. client's home, right? Yeah. It's just, they're doing them a total injustice. Um, and, you know, sometimes you got to spend a little bit of money to make money. Yeah. So, and that's kind of how it works. So. Do you think photography. I mean, Catherine, we've had hundred oh, percent photographers yeah. on the show. Oh my gosh. What do you think about
0: professional photography, Dave?
2: 100%. Have to do it, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's I mean to a lesser scale, it's like would you do surgery on yourself? No, no. I mean,
0: only if I'm
1: stuck in a desert. Sure, sure. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like <laughs> bleeding to death and yeah. you have a, a needle sure. or something that you
2: might try and But if I have know, the option. Something. Yeah, yes. totally, yeah. right? If That's a whole different scenario. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, the, the reality is like, would you represent yourself in court? No, no. usually not. Like, And this is simple, like photos, right? Mm-hmm. But photos make a huge impact they do. because Absolutely. the first place, again, you're selling this home for, I don't know, 85, 90% of the buyers out there is on their little iPhone or their mm-hmm. little smartphone. Yep. I'm an iPhone user, so yeah. sorry. I didn't yeah. plug that. But hey, I love but Apple. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but you know, then then the second piece is obviously taking that those photos. Um, one of the things that I have buyers that hate the most is they'll walk into a home and the photos of the pink bathroom Right, are not there? They were left out. Right, right? Oh. nobody wants to take a picture of the pink bathroom. So nobody, nobody wants the pink bathroom. But resurfacing tile is super easy. Yeah. Right, there's a, I use a, a guy that has a product that they can resurface tile. It makes it look exactly like you know whatever tile color you want, mm-hmm. and it's any Sherwin Williams color you can find. Mm-hmm. They can mix that and spray it, and it's nasty stuff. So you want to be out of the house yeah. for 24 hours. But yeah, um, you know, so so um, keeping the photos consistent with what people are going to see when they walk into the house is extremely important. Yeah, Yeah. that's my opinion. The the realtor.com, that is your online dating
0: of houses, right? And you want to show up and you want the blind date to actually look like what you saw in photos, Mm -hmm. right? So have an accurate representation. That's going to help you get (laughs) the best price. Otherwise, if you show up and, oh, you know what? I thought it was, you know, green shag carpeting. It's actually mm-hmm. blue shag carpeting. That might impact my opinion of the price. And now I might start nitpicking other things. Right. Right. So yep. I think this is such great advice for yep. sellers out there. Have accurate photos, accurate representation, because that's what people are making that decision to drive across town, fight the traffic, come see the house. That's your first showing. Is totally. that online? And it's then first it's, impression. The you know, that's second what they say. You showing is when that. I walk in. Yep. Right? Yep. Yeah, I think that's such a great point. So you know what I'm hearing to, to really get ready, number one, we got to clean this house. We got to depersonalize it. You mm-hmm. got to prep me as the seller that, hey, it might take a little bit of time. No mm-hmm. need to panic. Um, it's got to be priced appropriately. Walk me through some of the research you do on pricing. You said you look at some homes that sold quickly. You look at some homes that sold longer. Do you do the full comparative market analysis? Do you recommend that I get an appraisal? How do we determine exactly what to list it at?
2: It's a good question. Uh, Usually I do the full comparative market analysis. I guess in some cases, if I have a, you know, five or 10 acre property, that's, you know, I'm, I'm having a tough time finding comparables because it's a smaller house and all the other houses on these lots are huge and redone or whatever, you know, sometimes it's a little bit harder. So it might help to to have an appraisal, but honestly, the appraisers are looking at the same data, right? right? So, um, they may be, they're obviously licensed to look at the data and make adjustments that are probably going to be, not probably, are absolutely going to be more in depth, mm-hmm. I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, for the most part, you know, running a comparative market analysis is something where, you know, you want to look at your actives. You know, if you look at your actives, you look at what you're up against, right? Yeah. What's your competition? Yep. You got to look better than your competition. Yeah. Right? Yeah.
0: So critical. Or at least as good. Yeah. You know, Let's right? look at all these mm-hmm. pictures online and see do we look yep. better than the property across the street, the property to the next block And that's going to mm-hmm. become
2: more and more important as we start seeing more and more actives available in the market. Mm-hmm. Right? So, which is what's already happening. You know, our our inventory is going up, which is a good thing. I don't know how, if it's going to keep increasing significantly, right. but it's going up. So you got to look better than your actives, than your yeah, competition. You got to look
1: better than the other mm-hmm. three bedroom, two bath. Like they yep. have to come see you first. Right? The under
2: contracts, you're looking at again, all of these properties, you're looking at like type properties if you can. Two mm-hmm. stories versus ranches. You know, ranches will always sell for more per square foot because they take a larger footprint, right? right. Than a two story would right. to get the same square footage. So um, but under contracts you're looking at those because you want to see what the future market's gonna look like. You right. know, if all those went under contract really quickly, there's a good chance that they're at or above asking, right? Right. Or within that that range and so you can look at an average price per square foot which isn't the best way to determine 100% what a property is worth of course but it's a marker for sure yeah um and then from that standpoint you know you look at those under contracts and you can say okay well the market's increasing or it's decreasing or it's flat if you have enough good comps and then and then the, the key is to look at the solds mm-hmm. right if you look at the sold comps and you want to f- try to find three or four you know you don't want to have 20 of them you because right. There's, you're going to be able to find something that's equally updated or pretty close to the same updates, has some of the similarities. There's no other house that's exactly the house that your subject property is. So, right. so you always make adjustments to those comps first you know, to come up with a value. Um, and, and then the last thing is I like to show people expireds. Yeah. This is what not to do.
0: Yeah. Here's right? this property that was
2: yeah. uh, listed too high. Mm-hmm. They tested the market yep. and the market told them they were too high. And you can look mm-hmm. at the timing. You can say, oh, they decreased the price six times over 180 days. Yep. Can you imagine how annoyed they were Right. You know when they decided not to sell and they fired their broker?
0: Right. I bet you they know? were really mm-hmm. upset. Mm-hmm. Is this the road you want to go down?
2: Right. I hope not. Right. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> that's going to be an issue for both of us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 And you said something earlier that was interesting too about... Um, you know, you can't really underprice a property. And yeah. I feel like that's true. I feel like there's um, maybe if it's a very specific type property, sure. you know, it's or unique. something like that is super yeah. unique, needs a lot of remodeling or something, but it's, you know, I don't know, some old Victorian or something like that on on Monaco, like one of those old brick. yeah. You know? Like maybe in that scenario, you might find a smaller buyer pool. So you could underprice it potentially. But for the most part, I think that if you price a property, if you have a range, you know, four seventy-five to five hundred, mm-hmm. if you price it at that four seventy-five and that's the bottom of the range and you make it look awesome, you're gonna drive it up to four eighty-five, four ninety, potentially. Right. right. And not only are you gonna do that, but buyers are gonna fight over it and they're gonna remove their contingencies. So right. if they can. So they're gonna say, Well, we'll buy it, but we won't we'll inspect it just to make sure that there's no, you know, major issues. Yeah. And as long as there's not, we won't ask the seller to do any, we won't object and we won't have the seller have to fix anything or, Mm -hmm. you know, Hey, we'll pay this much over asking if it doesn't appraise, we'll bring cash to make up the difference. You know, there's all kinds of crazy stuff that's been going on for years now that in other markets, in other States, they'd be like, you're nuts, you know, Mm -hmm. like, but here for buyers to get properties, That's the cost of entry. That's the cost of entry is I've got to remove some of my own protections as the buyer. You almost have to pretend like you're the seller and be like, what's the best offer I could get? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And then, and then as the buyer, you have to write that offer and give it to the seller. Yeah. Yeah. Now I think that's changing to some extent. Mm -hmm. Again, I still think that there's going to be, there's always going to be that beautiful property that goes in a weekend, you know? Oh, definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And Sometimes it's hard to tell exactly why some of them do and some of them don't. Yeah. But usually, it's price. Yep, I think you're right. And, yep. and you know, I'm learning a lot here from you today, Dave. Is really,
0: if I want to sell my home, I got to clean it. I got to get it depersonalized. I got to get it staged. We've got to make sure it's looking the very best online. We've got to have photos to make it look the best online because professional. Professional, professional photos because that's my online dating profile, right? Yep. And yes. I want it to, to really be accurate representation of the house. And then we've got to get it uh, priced appropriately to mm-hmm. get people looking at my online you know, real estate dating profile but then wanting to come see me for that first date, right? So yep. it's really, it's not just one thing. It's really a, all these things put together in order mm-hmm. to get this top dollar. Would you mm-hmm. agree? I do, Yeah. yeah.
2: Now, Another th- thing that I do sometimes if there's ever a discrepancy between, um, you know, the seller thinks they have a certain square footage, but the, you know, the assessor is saying it's different, mm-hmm. uh, or just in general, just to have the floor plan. Yeah. Um, sometimes I'll, I'll pay, but you know, an outside appraiser, I have an appraiser that doesn't really appraise anymore. She just does floor plans sure. and Great. And she'll do, you know, full on appraised measurements. Yeah. Right. So we'll get the actual square footage if there's a discrepancy there. Yeah. Um, and then we'll get the floor plan too. And some of these photography companies also offer a floor plan for, nice. you know, since they're in there. So they'll right. get a floor plan for you. And I think buyers really like that too, because they're like, oh, well, if we love the property when they walk in, they're like, but is our it's dining a, room table really going to fit there? Or, yeah. or is right. the, we yeah, exactly. Take it home and measure yep. it and yep. play with it. Yeah, yep. I yep. think that's, that's great. So.
0: Now, Dave, if somebody wants to learn more, because I know you've got a lot of other tips and tricks up your sleeve about selling a property sure. for top dollar, best phone number we can reach you at? Uh, 303 579
2: 3566 that's oh, my direct cell
0: fantastic and uh now Catherine, i think we've got a great listing of the week and actually i think this is going to be held open today and tomorrow tell us about this one yeah
1: um maria klein from porch light her number is 303-862-1010 um she gave us a Nice open house for the weekend. Um, the property is one four seven eight South Pearson Street, Unit eighty one in Lakewood. So great little um, townhome. Um, it's priced at two seventy five. It's a great size, three bedroom, two bath, open layout, updated kitchen, private patio. Um, the basement's like partially finished, so I mean you could do whatever you would like down there. Um, and then also it includes um, two covered parking spots in that complex. So again, it's going on right now on um, this weekend, Saturday and Sunday. Just give her a call if you'd like to see. I'm the property Moria Klein 303-862-1010 and the address again is 1478 South Pearson Street unit 81 in Lakewood.
0: That's a terrific property. Definitely get out there and check that out. And then for our event of the weekend, we've got National Beer Day at the Dog House. This is uh, one of my favorite mm-hmm. events going on at Northfield and Stapleton uh, from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. today. And this is a great uh, event, National Beer Drinking Day. Uh, mm-hmm. And this event is my favorite price, Catherine.
1: I think it's because it's free. Free 99 <laughs> Yeah.
0: So, hey, Dave, again, thank you so much for being on the show today. Any listeners out there who want to learn more about buying a property? You can reach Dave Easton at 303 579 3566. And folks, if you have questions about buying a home or refinancing your current mortgage, please feel free to call us anytime here at Castle & Cook. You can reach us at 303-809-7769. Thank you again for tuning in to the Mile High Mortgage and Real Estate Report on AM1690. I'm Joe Massey along with Catherine Gutierrez. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you next Saturday at 11 a.m.